You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, I'm Don Leary. Welcome to this podcast of articles from Women's Health, a presentation of Airs LA. Today's article is by Mara Santilli from the November 2021 edition. Practice Emotional Sobriety Feelings are always knocking, but you get to decide whether you let them in or not. Learn how shutting the door on some can guide you to a calmer state of being. A quick scroll through self-help Instagram and you're bound to see several posts touting the importance of being in touch with your emotions and allowing yourself to marinate in them. This kind of pro-feelings inspo is heartening, but it's possible there's been a bit of an overfocus on this front. It's important to honor your feelings, says Kelly Kittily, LCSW, author of Myself an autobiography of survival. But if you keep replaying those thoughts, you may stay in an anxious state. Perhaps you've experienced this yourself, being drawn to ruminate on and analyze emotions, particularly negative ones. It's totally natural, yet also detrimental. Your emotions shouldn't be the only tool you're using to decide how you want to act. So how do you honor your feelings without letting them run the show? Enter, a practice called emotional sobriety. The concept first appeared in Alcoholics Anonymous to help people manage their emotions without turning to substances. But the idea has resurfaced in 12-step programs outside of AA as well. And it can be a tool for anyone. Case in point, emotional sobriety has been an important self-growth strategy for Olive G, a member of Adult Children of Alcoholics, not affiliated with AA. We're taught that children who grow up in these homes have a primary addiction to pain. It's what feels familiar. So when something bad happens, we access an inner drugstore of fear, trauma, and shame just as someone with alcohol addiction would pick up a drink, she says. Practicing emotional sobriety helps Olive avoid going down that road, and it can help others process feelings in a healthy way, so they don't get trapped in a spiral. Read on to learn how you can apply this method of moderation in your life. Number one. Find your emotional neutral. The first step is getting in touch with your baseline mindset when you feel most like yourself. If strong emotions pop up throughout the day, say anger that leads you to yell or curse, or feelings so overwhelming that you need to step away from what you're doing, jot down in a journal a few notes about them and what you think brought them on. When you look back, you'll be able to see patterns in your emotional reactions to stimuli. Once you're more aware of these, it's easier to recognize when something is off, 
Like when you're in a heightened state because you're stressed or you're dealing with physical and hormonal changes or a past trauma is being triggered. Knowing you're not in neutral can be valuable information. So the goal with the following steps is to get you back to that natural equilibrium where you're responding, not reacting. Number two, choose a healthy distraction. When you feel an intense rush of an emotion, like frustration or sadness, it can be difficult to sit with it, and that's okay. While you don't want to ignore that emotion or the source of it forever, redirecting your energy in the moment can allow you to process it later with a clear head. When crying feels overwhelming, try to trigger the opposite behavior by tuning into something humorous. Says Desireen Dudley, PSYD, a clinical psychologist at Teladoc. A couple of good memes could give you a momentary lift, or you might need something more, like a chat with a friend you trust, some feel-good music, a walk, a hit workout, or a hot shower. Ideally, these activities will help move you back toward neutral. Number three, allow yourself to surrender. If you tried a distraction and are still feeling overwhelmed or low, the next step is to let yourself hang out in the emotion without judgment. When you're experiencing the loss of a loved one, a layoff at work, a breakup, or other stressful life event, this is absolutely necessary. Sometimes the only way out is through and it can help to accept that you're going through something tough and won't be close to stasis for a while. The important thing here is that while you accept how your feelings are making you want to react, you also have a timeline for trying some healthy distractions again, says Kittily. Quietly and thoughtfully, sitting with uncomfortable emotions without turning to not-so-great coping mechanisms like drugs, alcohol, oversleeping, or toxic relationships is a component of this kind of sobriety. Commit to the idea that you won't feel like this forever and that there are productive ways you can get closer to neutral when you're ready. Number four, reframe your view. As you continue to strengthen your ability to process emotions and practice coping skills, you can tap into cognitive restructuring or looking at an experience from an outsider's perspective to access a different way of thinking or for a minor or even a major takeaway. Try this method from Kittily. Draw a horizontal line across a piece of paper. Point A on the left side of the line can be a thought dump of everything you're feeling in regard to that life event. On the right side, Imagine you were trying to talk this through with your younger self, she says. By writing out what you might say in coaching the younger you through a difficult patch, you may gain a point of view more compassionate to your present self. Maybe you won't believe your older self's advice at first, but with repetition, it'll become easier to see how you've managed to grow. Caption 
real work takes time. If done incorrectly, emotional sobriety can sometimes resemble what's called spiritual bypassing. Basically, this is using spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep personal emotional unfinished business, to shore up a shaky sense of self, or to belittle basic needs, feelings, and developmental tasks, all in the name of enlightenment. Wrote John Wellwood, the psychotherapist who coined the term. This could show up as advice, like, all you need is love, or yoga changed my life. You just need a consistent practice. There's this marketing idea that if you meditate long enough, go to yoga, take this green juice, you will overcome the human condition. Says psychologist Ingrid Clayton, author, as Ingrid Matthew, of Recovering Spirituality, Achieving Emotional Sobriety in Your Spiritual Practice. Unfortunately, that's not the case. You have to do the emotional work while also having a spiritual experience and support, says Shari Hampton, a recovery and life coach. But you can't skirt around the work. If your gut feels like what you're doing or what someone is advising is oversimplifying the matter, then that's probably spiritual bypassing, not sobriety. Good to know. That brings us to the end of today's article, Practice Emotional Sobriety. If you'd like to find out more about Airs LA and the types of programs we offer, follow us by clicking on any of the social media links at the top of our web pages. If you like what you see or hear, please click that button. This podcast is for the sole use of our blind, low vision, and print-impaired listeners. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. I'm Don Leary, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thank you for listening.